Too often times we hear people talk about what we don't have or what they wish we had. So my approach to this is just to help share with people what all is available. When people start to become more engaged, then it just makes everything richer. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to our community. I'm coming to you from the I've Decided studio here in Peoria, Illinois, and with my guest this month, Dean Hefta. Thank you, Dean. Glad to be here. For joining us. It's a pleasure, always a pleasure to sit and chat with always you. Always fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, our community is sponsored by I've Decided and the Greater Peoria Family YMCA. That's why I get to sit in this chair. So it's a cool privilege and always a joy to be here and to talk about the most recent weekly winning word that Kim has put out to the I've Decided community. And this month it is the word decisive. But before we get into that, I think most people in the I've Decided community know who Dean Hefta is, but there's, there may be some other people that are watching this. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about who Dean is and what you do? Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I've been blessed to get to know a lot of the, of the community. And uh, really what I do is I work with organizations. I facilitate mm -hmm. strategic conversations. I do executive coaching and I build and deliver uh, training that yeah. helps teams and, and leaders uh, improve performance. And, and so I've got lots of different types of clients. They range from manufacturing to nonprofit to mm -hmm. agriculture all over the board. But yeah. my mission is always about helping people um, grow their performance. Yeah. And you're very good at that. And I have some direct experience with that, right? You helped our leadership staff at the Y kind of bring our strategic plan to life for our organization, right? Work through that action plan development and those things. And that was a really um, um, eye-opening session for us in the way that you worked us through that. So I really appreciate that. And we still are working with that tool today. Awesome. Um, so thank you for that. So, so we're going to talk about the word decisive. And I'm sure, and I was thinking about this before the show, um, with your experience and your background and with training and coaching and all those things, I'm sure you come across people who struggle with being decisive, right? It, it, we all have that challenge from time to time. So I, I was a question that I wanted to ask you is, is how do you coach people through that? Well, it, it is an interesting question because it could be said that everybody struggles with uh, decisions in one way or another. Amen. Some people might struggle with decisions because they make them too quickly. They end yeah. up regretting the decisions they made later. They didn't think through it enough. Yeah. They, they were rash or uh, overly reactive. For others, they may be too slow and too cautious and too reluctant. And so they resist making yeah. the decision. And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of challenges that we can have when it comes to decision making. And when I think about it, I like to step back. Uh, from the thing at hand, the decision at hand, maybe, and really get focused on, well, what is it that we want? Right. What are we what are we aiming towards? Mm -hmm. um, and that context is important for us to be able to make maybe a more informed or at least a more confident decision yeah. and know that even if the decision doesn't turn out the way we hope, we made it for the right aim, yeah. for the right direction. Yeah, I like that. I, and as you were describing that, I was thinking of the Simon Sinek strategy of know the know your why right right what's the goal before you start making decisions on how you're going to get there know what the end result is that you desire i, I think that's great mm -hmm. advice that, that's really cool thanks for sharing that 
Um, so in our in the weekly reading resource this week that Kim put out there, she outlined uh, brilliantly as she always does in those articles that she writes the uh, um, five questions that we need to answer to give us clear clear direction and help us to be more decisive. So I thought we'd just kind of talk through those and and um, maybe dig a little deeper on some cases. But Kim did a pretty good job of outlining this, but. The first uh, question that she laid out there is, how do you know what, what, what you should do? Mm. How do you know what you should do? Yeah. And I think what's great about what she put together is being able to have questions to get us thinking differently helps us to step out of maybe some of the emotion or the uncertainty. Mm. And, you know, what should you do? You know, we're seeking out what's right. And, and in that path, I think there is a question of, you know, what are my <clears throat> values? Right. What do I care about? What are, what, what is right for me? Yep. And to be able, even as a group, maybe you have a group of people that are trying to decide something. Often what happens is everybody jumps into what they think should be right. right. Even before we've determined how are we going to decide? Yeah. So I think the question we can ask, even before we ask what we should do is how will we go about deciding this? I like that. Then everybody can kind of orient themselves of what's our process going to be mm-hmm. for selecting this. And that then gives everybody the scorecard of what success looks like. That's great. That's really good advice. And, and you, t- you touched on it as part of your description, too, of understanding kind of the past, right? What got you to where you are today, mm. right? To help determine and drive where it is you want to go. Right. What are those life experiences that you've been through from really from birth until where you are that have made you the person that you are? Right. And and as you reflect on your life, there's high points and low points and things that make you feel good and things that don't make you feel so good. So, you know where to point yourself or where what what things to stay away from because of um, the enjoyment, because. If, if we're not enjoying what we're doing, if we're not going to enjoy what we set out to do, what's the purpose exactly. in pursuing it, right? You know, my dad taught me a long time ago when I was a kid that, you know, whatever you do with your life, just make sure you, you that's what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. That you enjoy going to work, for example. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and, and if I might add, what he, what he was touching on is we get to decide. Exactly. Um, we get to decide what our uh, response is going to be to a, a given day. To a Absolutely. different, uh, it's one of the few things we have control over is sure. our decision over how am I going to respond, mm-hmm. how am I going to handle my emotions and yep. my demeanor in this moment if I'm doing my job, even if I'm doing what might seem like a menial job, I still can decide True. to to make that uh, something that has meaning and excellence with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. I was just having this conversation with my staff the other day. You know, we don't always control the circumstances of our life. Things happen, right, that we don't plan for or we don't expect, but we decide our reaction to it, right? And I think that goes along with what you're saying is even if it may not be what we desire to do today, we can still find joy in it if we really look for it. And if we choose to do that, then we're going to put ourselves in a better position to get to that next level. And, and who am I to know what I really should want? Mm. Right. So we might have an expectation for an outcome Mm -hmm. and then we feel disappointed if we didn't get it. But, 
but maybe we got what we really need at that point in our life, yeah. right? We, we don't quite know everything. Everything makes sense in reverse when we sure look back does. and we've got these things that at the time in our history felt like devastating failures yeah. and they turned out to be amazing lessons. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. And I talk a lot about this on the, on the podcast and, you know, I'm a big believer in faith and put a lot of trust in, in God and in Jesus Christ and all those things. And you're right. A lot of things don't make sense, but when we understand that, that we're not necessarily in control, right. And, and we're here for a specific purpose. And when we invest in that purpose and that opportunity to serve others through whatever it is that we're doing, that's where, that's where there's alignment mm -hmm. and that's where peace and joy and all those things come from. So I, I appreciate you saying that it's, it's very, 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 very true. So the second question that she laid out was when and where do you get started? Right. Um, and the answer is simple, but it's not easy. It's now. Mm -hmm. Right. And it may not be, you may not be able to do all that you want to do right now, but you can do something to get started. I think there's a couple of things that, that we have to acknowledge around that question of Kim's and, and <clears throat> I'd call them perfection and permission. Mm. You know, what slows us down from, from deciding to act now, we might be waiting for the perfect time yep. when things are, are, well, it's just not the right time or I don't quite have what I need or the yep. money I need or the knowledge or the people and we keep waiting and the perfection turns into procrastination. Yep. And then other times people might be just waiting for permission from somebody mm. to take action and, and take a chance. Right. And when you hear stories from people that, uh, you know, are hospice workers and end of life caretakers, uh, the stories of what people ultimately have regrets about are so often about not taking action, yeah, about not taking a chance, right. about not doing things. Yeah. And that's, that's profound. And it's, it, it, it was all in there as part of the answer that she wrote too, is right. You don't, if you're waiting for the perfect moment, you're never going to move forward because it's not as rarely is the perfect moment there, right? You've got to take some risk. And, and, you know, when you were talking about waiting for permission, sometimes you just have to ask the question mm. too, right? Because the other party that you might need to get permission from doesn't know that that's what you're desiring. If I'm standing at the door, I can't just wait until they open it. I might have to knock. Yeah, that's a good point. That's good. Uh, then the third question is, what does it take? What does it take to get there? Right. And, and in Kim's uh, explanation of this, it takes courage. It takes faith and determination. Right. And, and we all have that within us. It's just choosing to, I think, utilize mm -hmm. that skill set, which it can be scary. I mean, the faith part and the courage and all that, because you don't always know what's going to happen next. And a lot of times I think that holds us back a little bit from taking that step forward, the fear of the unknown. Yeah, certainly fear of the unknown. Courage helps us to act in the midst of uncertainty faith that there's something beyond uh, what we know or understand. Mm. And, you know, recognizing that um, we can we can take ourselves out of it a little bit, that it's not about us. It's not about looking good or being the one that made the perfect decision. Uh, it's rarely about us. Mm. 
And we're just kind of stewards on this journey and whatever it is we're doing, yeah. it's usually less about us than we tend to make it out. So give ourselves some permission to say, you know what, even if purchasing this house or right. starting this business doesn't work out, that isn't what defines who I am. Right. You know, I'm not what I do or what I've done. Those are separate things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And you're getting into the next question this year. Who, who are you doing it for? Mm. Right. Who is it for? Right. And it's not ultimately life isn't about us. Right. That selfish perspective is dangerous, I think. And we have to think about the others that we can provide support to or serve or impact mm -hmm. through our work. And, and I think in today's world, there's a bigger need for that than ever. And, and maybe that's cliche, because I think you could probably say that every day. Right. That the need is bigger. But there's a lot of people out there struggling. And I think when we take a step back and when we understand whatever the goals are that we're shooting for, you know, when we know that it's more than just me that I'm striving to be successful for, there's a different purpose, I think, around that. For sure. And that fits right into the context of what we're doing and, and having an understanding, you know, whether it's, you know, serving my family, my team, um, you know, my Lord, Understanding, like, whom am I serving? And I just uh, yesterday led a, a course through um, a, a group through a servant leadership course. Mm -hmm. And uh, Robert Greenleaf, back in the 1970s, created really the modern understanding of servant leadership. And, and a quote of his that really stuck with me was the difference between servant leaders and uh, traditional leaders is the servant leader begins first with a heart to serve. Yeah. The And often some of the best. Uh, leaders we see have, when they tell their story, they've had very little interest or ambition in being a formal leader. Right. They got drawn into it because people saw the heart of service. And then they had a moment of realization that I can serve at a higher level if I take on more leadership responsibility. Mm -hmm. So you can't separate, I don't think, uh, service and serving from the decision that we're being faced with on a daily right. basis. No, I agree 100%. 100%. Um, and then the final, the final question that we have to ask ourselves is why is it important? Mm. What, what, why does it matter? You know, and I think that that um, is pretty critical piece to it, right? Of knowing the why. Kind of started with that a little bit, and your when you first started to explain it, and I mentioned Simon Sinek, but when you know the why, it helps drive so much more of, of how you're going to get to that point of achieving the why. Um, and, and I think that's where kind of the, the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I think it's a great question that we can, we can actually take and flip upside down. And, you know, okay. the question we might be asking is, you know, why does this matter? Mm -hmm. What if the upside down of that question is, does this matter? Sometimes we over amplify, yeah. you know, we kind of, uh, amp up the decision like this is a life changing. And in the big scheme of things, are we going to remember this moment of, of this decision 10 years from now? Mm. Is it as big and as important as we are making it out to be? Or is it one of the thousand decisions that we pass through every week and giving ourselves permission that, you know, this one decision isn't maybe as big as I'm making it out to be can help us to process that and move forward through it yeah. so that we don't kind of 
catastrophize on it. I heard a story about a, a CEO quoted <clears throat> one time. He said, you know, his, his goal in his organization was that he only ended up having to make three or four decisions a year, Wow, which is an interesting way to think about it because his intent was he wanted to get the decisions out to the team as right. much as possible. Right. And the only thing that would land on his <clears throat> plate were the things that were really going to make a difference in five and 10 and 20 years to the organization. Mm. Now that's powerful to think about it from that perspective and, and empowering others is a huge part of leadership, right? It's, it's the ultimate part of it. Yeah. It's the core of it. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. And, and I think that makes a ton of sense. And when you frame it that way, <clears throat> this has been therapeutic for me and we've gotten through the five, it seems like in no time. Um, and, but this has really been helpful. Um, I had a, I had a plan in mind of how this was going to go before we sat down, but it didn't go that way. And that's because of the, the, uh, greatness of Dean. You know, they, they say <laughs> that, um, uh, no battle plan survives contact with the enemy. Right. So the great conversations are, are always yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And, um, this is, you know, decision-making is such a, a, a key thing that, um, what, what keeps schools from having classes and coaching, helping kids being, be better decision makers, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, I think about the community work that your team does and mm -hmm. ways that we can <clears throat> engage and help uh, young people. And these are life skills yeah. that everybody can benefit from. And we Very don't, cool. it's almost like it's so obvious we don't think about it because mm -hmm. we're making decisions all the time. But mm -hmm. what would happen if we improved our decision making just 5%? Yeah. Some big Dramatic. things could happen. Dramatic. And, and one of the things that I want to bring up around decision-making that sometimes can feel like some sand in the gears is the reality of decision-making isn't necessarily what I'm going to do, but the sand in the gears can be dealing with the fact that every, everything I choose to do is many other things I'm choosing I'm not going to do. Yeah. You know, we're closing doors every time we choose to do something new and it's, we need to recognize that, you know, mm -hmm. there is a part of that process when we make a decision that something is a path that we're not going to take. Right. And the more distractions that you can eliminate are going to allow you to be successful for those things that you do choose to do. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a strategic process that you need to go through. And, and, and that's a, a good word that you use because really <clears throat> strategy, a big part of what strategy is, is choosing making the choice, making the decision of what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. How are we going to compete? How are we going to take our limited time, our limited money, and put it to work toward what we believe is important? Right. Right. That's great. Thank you. That's been helpful. Helpful for me, hopefully helpful for you. But you've done a great job of helping to frame this. And along with the resource that Kim provided, I think there's a lot of nuggets here for people to really um, grab onto and really reflect on because that's that's a big part of it right you said it in some part of the discussion that making decisions too early is is part of the struggle right we've got to take a step back and really reflect on and understand all of the the uh, information that we can get to help inform the best decision and i think that that's really important so thanks for your time today. thanks for having me. really appreciate you being here it's always thanks, good Danny. to sit and talk with you Thank you for joining us out there, and we look forward to seeing you next time on our community.